hello everybody. This is Ron, and this is our um, call of the month, our Q and A call. And there are two types of folks listening here tonight. The first type are Gold Club members, and the second type are not Gold Club members, but have been given the right to tune in. If you're not a Gold Club member, you're in listen-only mode. You cannot ask questions or participate, but you can get a lot of value out of just listening. If you're not a member, you might want to go to ronsgoldclub.com and get signed up. It's only $59 a month, and there's a tremendous, tremendous value there, including all of my forms and agreements right up there for you to use and a big old long list of other goodies, which we are constantly expanding on. And um, In fact, I would prefer you to go to the website and look at all of those instead of me trying to go over them tonight. For those of you that are members, you, if you want to get in on the questions tonight, all you have to do is hit star zero, and our operator is Sean Tay. She will put you in the on the wait list, and if you hit star zero once, just sit there and relax till she comes to you. If you hit it twice, you have queued yourself in and back out, and she'll never show up. So only hit star zero once if you want to get in and participate on the questions. You're allowed to ask any question about anything you want. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know it, or make up something, one of the two. I have um, a couple of questions here submitted by email today, which you are allowed to do, incidentally. Make a note for future. You may submit questions by email, and then just sit here, and I'll answer them whether you're in the queue or not. And I, have, I only have information sheets from Kyle Cook tonight. Good old Kyle, he's always in here every month, every month with information sheets. Uh, I've got about five or six for him. So if you did not su uh, submit an information sheet today, uh, no biggie, you can still get in the queue with Shantae and give me the facts on the house. Uh, and I'm going to go for the math first, of course, the ARV, the asking, the loan amount, and we're going to get all that out of the way. So... Uh, I'll make notes on this end, and I'll be able to comment on what to do with these leads as they come in, assuming you have asked the questions that are in the center of your property information sheet, which you also have if you're on this call, if you're members. Uh, we are working on property information sheets tonight, and you know, those are on your Gold Club site. They are also on ronlegrand.com forward slash FSBO, F-S-B-O. And, of course, they're in uh, my uh, couple of my courses. And um, every once in a while we email those out as well for specific purposes, such as I'm going to be on a call tomorrow night for our uh, attendees for the Saturday seminar I'll be doing in Houston. So um, that brings me to my upcoming schedule, and then we're going to get started. This Saturday I will be in Houston and an all-day Fast Track to Wealth workshop. It'll be a rather large one, actually, somewhere between three and 400 people in it, all coming from the Lifestyles event that we did out there last uh, week, uh, week before last, and uh, it was a big one. We had about 2,500 people in that thing, and it was a one-day event, and a really great group. So I'm following up with that this Saturday. So if you happen to be in the Houston area or within driving distance, you can still get in on Saturday's event. It's an all-day seminar starting at 9 o'clock, so contact our office and they'll tell you how to get in it. And I'm going to be doing uh, another Houston event on March the 8th. Uh, that'll be for the Houston Rich Club. It's 
So if you can't make this weekend and you're in that area, you might want to do March the 8th. The uh, Rich Club has invited me to speak there on the 6th as well, which is Thursday night. So I'll go out and speak for them and then follow that up with a one day on March the 8th. Also, there's an event coming up, an online event, that you guys all should be aware of. And that is on March the 13th. On that date, March the 13th, I will be doing a live five-hour act seminar with Scott. Scott is my guy that uh, runs my real estate business. It's him and one full-time and one part-time gal, and they collectively buy six to 12 houses per month, and almost 80% of their deals are axe deals. So I've asked Scott to sit in on that uh, day on March the 13th, which is incidentally on a Thursday from 10.30 a.m. till 3.30 p.m. And it's Eastern Standard Time, and remember that is a live simulcast. That is not a webinar. It is not recorded. It will not be replayed. So set aside March 13th right now, 10.30 to 3.30. You'll be able to ask questions. You'll be able to submit them online, and I'll answer them throughout the event. And you'll be able to download the manual that I will be teaching from with all of the contents within it. So... Um, I do not have a place for you to register for that tonight. There will be a small charge for it, but uh, insignificant compared to what even the AXE course itself costs. And there's a place to upgrade if you want to get the AXE course while you're registering for the webinar and at a uh, discount and, and all-inclusive. So it's a really good deal. Anyway, we'll be getting you an email soon. If you are a Gold Club member, you most certainly will get it, so be on the lookout for it. You might want to make yourself a note if you haven't received anything about it, like maybe, say, March um, March uh, 10 or 11 or so, or 11, well, 10 is a Monday. You might want to be asking us why, and we might be actually sending it into your spam mail, and you nor uh, us wouldn't know. So, by the way, check your spam. We here personally at Global are having some problems with email lately. Stuff that should not be going into spam that we both send and receive is doing so, so... I really don't know what's going on. Don't know whether it's our fault or our um, email provider's fault or whose fault it is. But right now, uh, I don't know what that matters that much. But, so we we are actually programmed ourselves to open up our spam, whether we like it or not. And I personally am, even get things on my iPad right now that uh, were not previously going into spam, but now are going into spam. All right, I will be teaching the uh, Quick Start School in Orlando starting, actually I'm leaving for tomorrow, and we're going to start that on Wednesday. And I'll be down there for three days and then head into um, Houston. And then we've got a paper power event here in Jacksonville, which is a two-day event with Bob Lee and Eddie and myself teaching all of the ways to make money with the, tape, the paper that's attached to real estate, meaning mortgages and deeds of trust and liens and judgments. And uh, that's on the 21st and the 22nd. You guys can still get on that if you want. We only teach that twice in a year. And I am personally teaching that with my friend Bob, who is a paper expert as well. And then um, I'll be doing um, St. Louis, be speaking in St. Louis on uh, March the 1st, uh, Houston on March the 8th, and Birmingham on the 15th for an all-day workshop as well. Um, actually, I'm doing an expo in Birmingham, and then I'll be doing an all-day event in Atlanta on the 22nd. So uh, I'll be getting around. That's kind of as far out as we need to go right now. All right. 
Shantae, uh, is anybody in the queue yet? Yes. The first question comes from Sharon Lee. Sharon, please go ahead. Go ahead, Sharon. Tell us where you're from first. I'm from freezing cold Minnesota. Sorry. <laughs> Sharon, you do not no. want to know what the temperature is here in Jacksonville. No, I do not. No, I, it's always nice that somebody else has got it warm. If, if, <laughs> if I were I'm, to order a perfect day, it would be today. Every day is a perfect day, Ron, especially when you're talking, and oh, I'm going to wow. ask you a question. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, uh, but not true. <laughs> I mean, the temperature <laughs> down here is in the 70s today. The sun was oh shining. My God. It was gorgeous. Try minus 15 below. I don't want to try it. There's a reason I can't see this time of the year. <laughs> so I'm wearing four layers just to stay warm. Oh, hey, uh, Sharon, did, did anybody ever tell you that y you don't have to live there? I know. I know. All right. What can I do for you tonight? <laughs> if I can do more of your deals, yeah, then that'll be true. So I'm having a problem with the documents in your deal. It's not your documents. I'm having a problem with a... A tenant buyer. Uh, I had uh, it's a the, especially the one that said, and I just wanted to ask you: the leasee accepts premises as is condition. Dot 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 dot. Yep. At the time of the execution of this agreement. Well, here's the story. So I'll make it short. So um, it's a uh, lease option. It's um, got ten thousand dollars he agreed to for the option fee that yep. goes on top of the house. So the it's like three ten, and I sandwich myself in between the uh, seller, and I did it for reasons that doesn't concern my question. The difficulty I found is that he went and saw the house, he gave me a $3,000 towards the option fee, the rest of it I was going to get when he signed the next day because his wife wasn't available with the lawyer, but that stopped. I was supposed to send his lawyer the papers, which is the one with the table contents, and it also had the things that were attached to it, which is, you know, you know, the two things attached. The option one, and then there was a uh, exhibit A. However, when the lawyer saw it, he said, no, we got to change something. I'd already gotten the 3000 which I signed for with one of your forms that allows me to take the money. But he, what now he wants is, as is, he thought that one time these people are moving to Florida, to Fort Myers, and um, and so he wants to see it one more time uh, to make sure that there is no damage caused by the movers, or they didn't have a, a raucous party in the meantime. Right. And and um, and he wants me to put five thousand dollars into an F, my the rest of my money, which is two thousand for the rent, and the rest and five thousand that he well actually more than that three four five so seven thousand that he owes me for the option deposit. And he wants me to put that into an escrow fee fund so that if there is anything major that happens between the time that he saw the house and then, that uh, that will cover it. Well, that's a pretty easy answer for me. What is it? What's your no. answer? <laughs> the answer is no. You're not controlling my funds and you can't tell me what to do with my money. I know, but that means he he walks and I have to give him back the three thousand dollars. No, you don't. He's trying to change the deal after you took his deposit, and your application or receipt agreement clearly says that if you accepting and he backs out, he does not get his deposit back. Uh, the lawyer said it doesn't completely cover it because it says that I understand the option fee or any ones are given in good faith um, until until the projected move-in date and will not be refunded should the tenant buyer not elect not to complete the transaction by the date. 
So he's willing to complete it wait, wait, wait. as long as I change the... Sharon, I wouldn't let him play with my money. I can tell you that right now. I'd just point blank tell him, no way. So if, uh, if, you, if, if you're saying that I have to put $5,000 of my money into an escrow account or you won't buy this house, you're not buying this house. Then I have to give him the money back because he'll sue me for sure. You don't, well, so yeah, but much. he'll. How much is that going to cost him? Hmm? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see, that works two ways. You don't sue somebody without going to see a lawyer and putting up a big retainer fee. And uh, I don't believe he's going to do that just because you won't put money in escrow, Sharon. Uh, yeah, he's, there's three three things he wants. He wants he he doesn't want to pay for third party servicing. Well, that's only eighteen fifty. The seller will pay that. That's fifteen dollars a month. Well, I, I'm not paying for that. The seller said that they would take care of that. Uh, fifty dollars I'll pay for for setting it up. That way I'm done. And the other thing he wants is that on. Um, Oh yeah, he he. Uh, what was the other thing? He wanted the that money. He wanted that. Oh, he doesn't want to pay for the legal fees. And he said now he's phoned up. He actually went to see the uh, he went to see the uh, sellers. Had a nice chat with them. But he said that he's called all these people and gotten all this stuff about these purchase and how terrible and I shouldn't be even charging my option fee. In fact, my option should be fee should be an escrow Sharon, until can, he actually options it. I can tell you right now, you yeah. have a problem with this guy from the get-go. And it's probably a good thing for you to do is whack him right now. The only problem is the sellers are leaving in a week and a half so to what? Florida. That doesn't stop you from putting somebody else in there. Yeah, I wondered about that. Let me tell you what I've learned about deals that don't go through. Very shortly thereafter, there's always a better one. And mm. this, this guy is jerking you around, and, and you're letting him. I'm letting him because I don't want to let go of that 3,000 option fee that he put in. It. It's in your bank account, isn't it? Yes. What's he going to do? Go rob your bank account? He can't. His choice? No, he's going to try and sue me. To sue you or settle with you? Sue me. Then, well, I hear you, but that's what you're thinking. But even if he does, <laughs> Sharon, he's going to have to go to his lawyer and give him more than $3,000 to sue you. You understand that? And he yes. will not get that money back if he wins. Mm. So now here's where we're at. This comes down to... Does Sharon want to play this game called Monopoly, or does she want to give in and give him his money back? You see, I would tell you in a minute that if you couldn't deliver what you promised, give him his money back. But for him to give you a deposit and then want to go change all the rules on you and bring in all this other crap, that means he isn't delivering what he's promised. Now, did you or did you not get an application and receipt agreement signed? Mine. An application to whom? To him? No. I, I took... Out what? of my book, I assume you got my... my yeah, I've got it all. Okay. Twice. Well, there's an application and receipt agreement in there that that is a receipt for his deposit that does not take the house off the market, but clearly states he doesn't get it back if he, if he changes his mind. So is that, uh, that you had him sign? I had him sign... 
is that what this one is? I, because I put my name on the top. Application. I did. Did he did do the application and receipt agreement? Okay. I don't know if I got that one or the one that just says, as of this date, we've received partial payment of a non-refundable option fee of whatever. Is that that one? I don't know what you're reading, but uh, anyway, read it and have your lawyer read it very carefully and read it again because it does not take the house off the market. Anyway, regardless of what it says, you got his money. That means you got the upper hand, girl. Now, I don't want to spend this whole call on this okay. question. Okay, no problem. But uh, now you're going to have to decide just how much you want to play this game. And what I would do if I were you is let him know very clearly that he is not in control and you either want the house or you don't want it. And for your sake, I hope you don't take it. Well, he even went directly. I just got an email from my seller saying they sent an email saying, uh, the wife sent an email saying they don't want to work with me, but they'll go directly to the buyer. But I've already got them signed up, and they were insulted by that. You know what, that so I think that in itself is proof that they want out of the deal. Correct. They're just trying to go around you. And by the way, that's called tortious interference of a contract, a suable oh. defense of which you can claim damages from them. I tell you what I think if I were you, I would do is I would have your lawyer write their lawyer a letter saying that we're keeping the deposit, and if we hear any more from you, we're going to sue you for tortious interference. Your client has went around it, went directly to our seller, and uh, go away. Don't come back. Thank you. Let's see what happens. You feel like playing. Sorry, what fun are you going to have in life, Sharon, if I know. you're not suing somebody? Come on. <laughs> Uh, I sued somebody once when I was in the film business and won, and I've, all my contracts are being tight. I never had to sue them again, and I just didn't want to get I involved in that anymore. But unfortunately, we can't go through life and eliminate dealing with all the idiots out there. Yes, I guess you're right. Okay, thank you. Just a little pride. I appreciate you, Ron. You're great. All right, Shante. Right. <laughs> right, Who we got? Next we have. Next, we have Adam Locke. Adam, please. Adam, where are you at? Tell me you're not suing somebody. No, I'm not suing anybody. How's it going? How's it going? Uh, I'm, I'm from Levittown, New York, in Long Island. All right. Weather up there sucks, too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Okay. What can I do for you? Well, um, got your wholesaling courses and your pretty house course, and I started driving around looking for homes. Found about 30 vacant houses, I guess. They weren't all vacant, oddly enough. Uh -huh. You don't always, You can't always tell. But um, went to the town to find out the mortgage information, and most of them have were sold around mid-2000s, so like a little more than there are. Then there's like a second mortgage, and then something like list pendants, which I found out recently was foreclosure. Yep. So yep. what – you can't flip a home unless there's equity in it, right? Well, that's not true, but I don't okay. know where – where did you learn to go do all this stuff at? You didn't get that out of my course. No, I didn't. Right, well, um, well I mean, your wholesaling. Go ahead. Sorry. Just making this up as you go, huh? I I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done a real estate deal in my entire well, life. I, I understand that. That's <laughs> why you're here. Listen. Yeah. You live in Long Island, man. That is not I, a very good place to be finding properties cheap and then wholesaling them. True. I well, you, actually, I don't know that. So. Do Do you have my purple control without ownership course? Uh, the axe course. Yes. Not no. Axe, but that's. In it, yes. Oh, all right. Um, no, but I'll, if that if this is the area, that's really my biggest question: is what should I do Your in this market? Your biggest play is in the world of fizzbos. Okay. Not the junkers. 
Did you just hear the call with Sharon and I? Yeah. I did. All right. See, she just got a property under contract to lease option it, and she's going to sublease it out and pick up a check for ten grand, assuming her seller went, didn't go or buyer didn't go flaky on her. And she's okay. In, and she's in and out. She's going to collect monthly income for a long time to come. Um, gotcha. These phys, these pretty house deals are so much easier than what you're trying to find up there. I would figure. Um, it's just I'm a little so, I'm a little screwed on cash, so I figured you know a ten dollar deposit is you're not, not as gonna, scary as you're not going to tie up a junker from a bank with a ten dollar deposit out. No, no, that's what I was looking for. I was dr- doing yeah. driving around and looking for something that might be a FISBO, well, a vacant FISBO with equity. You got to get some training, man, because until then you're just going to be spinning your wheels. Okay. Even when you find the leads, you're not going to know what to do with them, which is, you know, the reason we're on this call right here. But uh, you've got to have a little training for filling out these property information sheets, just an exercise in futility for you because you won't know where to go next. Yeah, that's what I was kind of... The very minimum you need to do is get the axe course because it's what you're going to be doing probably 80% of right now. All right, cool. All right. That sounds good. Maybe a lot of grief and future work for nothing. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. The last thing I want you to do is go into some courthouse. <laughs> Look that is tough. We don't do that, man. All right, no, I wasn't sure. If, I mean, like, I just heard you can look up mortgage information, so I did it. But sounds good. I'll pick up the course, and I'll, I'll start looking at it. All I'll right. start working through it. All right, Shante, who we got? Next we have Kyle. Kyle, please go ahead. Kyle, all right. I'm here. That means i got to go through your deals, doesn't it, huh? <laughs> sure. Okay. That means I got to put my glasses back on here. All right. Here we go. Um, let's start with um, the one on Crestview, I guess it is. And for all of our listeners, I'm going to give you the basic numbers here. If you care to write these numbers down, so you can refer back to them as I go over them. Um, you don't care about the street address, but in this first one, well, first, Kyle lives in where? Uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Mississippi, okay. We got a free and clear house. We got an asking of 150. We got ARV of 165, 170. And the seller has said, yes, they will take monthly payments for their equity. Right, Kyle? Uh, yes. Problem is, it says it needs $25,000 worth of work. Correct. Right. So he's asking 150, and it's only worth 165, and that's if it were in excellent condition, which it isn't. Right. So right. seller is asking way too much for their house because 25,000 dollars worth of work is a heap of work. It's good that they will owner finance it, but you need to get the price way down and probably closer to 100, maybe, and that's with owner financing, considering the condition. Right. Well, what I've offered her so far, offered her ninety thousand in cash, and offered her one thirty-five if she owner financed it at seven hundred per month. All right. And Kyle, where did you come up with those numbers at? Have well, you, the, have, the you, 90, have you been to my boot camp? Yes. All right. Well, let's do a little bit of math. Got a calculator? Yep. What's seventy percent of one sixty five? That's one fifteen. Minus repairs of twenty five is ninety. 
right. which is the Mayo, maximum allowable offer. Do we ever pay Mayo? No. Which I use. I use the one. I used 180,000 when I ran the numbers. Why? I'm looking at your sheet. It says 175 well, slash 170. Well, yeah, I, I know, but I should. It should. I should have had a 180 there too. So we're just going to raise the ARV and see if we can't make it work out. Okay, huh? <laughs> no. All right. You're paying too much, man. Let me give an example. I'm closing on one tomorrow that I'm paying 26,000 for. It's worth 95. Needs 20 in work. How's that compare to yours? Right. Yeah, you you know, no way you're gonna pay ninety thousand dollars for a house worth one sixty five that needs twenty five in work. That's a lot of work. Anyway, I, I'm sure they're not gonna take. I'm not. I'm sure they're not gonna take the all cash offer anyway. So that's good. <laughs> uh, your one thirty five offer will work if you get it with nothing down or very close, and your seven hundred dollar a month will work. Except, um, well, it will work. So if you get in with little or nothing down and $700 a month, you're probably going to want to buy this with owner financing and then probably stay in it, don't you think? Yeah, and, and the weird thing about this is if I can get her to owner finance it, her daughter is actually her daughter is who I got the deal through or got in touch with her. Her daughter and her husband want to move in, and they want to do all the repairs. Well, then why are you in it? I, exactly. But I, I don't know, but... Her daughter, her mom does not want to. It's kind of a. Oh, mom weird. don't want to. Mom don't want to deal with family. I get that one, sir. Big right. time. All right. Anyway, I'd right. go back and, and offer 125 with nothing down because you got to spend so much on the house. Seven hundred dollars a month, beginning in 90 days, till paid, and be done with it, and see where it takes you. Okay. Got it. Got it. And you can you can close it within two or three days. Right. All right. Easy one. And I'd go ahead and close on it now. Wouldn't we sit around and wait for a buyer? Right. Okay. Okay. In fact, I closed on it so fast the daughter wouldn't even hear about it till it was too late. <laughs> right. All right. Your next one is on um, Cherry Stone Drive, and um, the ARV is eighty. They're asking sixty-five, but they got a loan on it for fifty-one at five ninety-one a month. PITI principal interest taxes and insurance and they have said yes they would lease purchase and it does not need repairs it's a three to 1500 square feet okay, um, okay. if they said yes they would lease purchase it at 65 and it's got a 591 payment but it's only worth 80 that means there's not much of a monthly spread in it uh, your rent's probably not going to be more than about 800 is it um, yeah, maybe maybe nine hundred, but that'd be probably nine hundred would be tops. Okay, but you so you got six hundred a month going out. Honestly, on these little cheap houses like this, I don't even like staying in them. They're more trouble than they're worth. Right. If it's me, I'd go out. I'd go ahead and sign it up. Though sign it up at sixty-five on a lease purchase, five ninety-one a month rent. And go flip it and maybe get five grand out of it on an axe deal and be done with it. Right. Okay. Yeah, my 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 offer was really good. just gonna be try to to buy that that what she owed on it. Well, did you ask that? Well, I mean, I, I haven't. Well, I haven't got that far with her yet. Well, somebody said no here on your sheet. Uh, well, that's my for my VA. Okay. Well, yeah. If you want to buy it for what's owed on it, take over the debt subject to fifty-one thousand. Five ninety one. That's up to you. Again, that means you're 
Well, actually, you're probably right. Put it on a contract subject to, and then maybe you can just assign your contract if you don't want to stay in it. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Easy enough. For those of you listening that don't know what subject to means, that means Kyle can actually walk in, get a contract to buy it by taking over the debt, not assuming it, taking it over. Loan stays in seller's name, but deed transfers to Kyle. Kyle owns the house. And then Kyle starts making payments on it sometime down the road whenever he agrees. There's never any personal liability to Kyle. He'll never assume the loan. He's never taken any credit risk. And um, that's called taking over the, or buying the property subject to the underlying debt. All right, your next one is on Kaywood. Arv is, um, let's see, asking is 195. Arv is about exactly that. It's free and clear. And yes, they will own or finance it. Okay, and it's vacant. That's good. And four bedroom, two bath, 2,700 square feet. That is also good. Okay, this seller says they want $15,000 down and they will own or finance it. Is that what this says? Yes. And a payment of 1100 Yes. And, and with a two-year balloon. And these are right. his, his terms. Right. This, this is what he came back to me at. Okay. Well, why don't you go give him what he asked? Okay. And flip it. I mean, that, was my, that was my next plan was just try to sign it up on the axe. Well, you know you don't know pay one ninety five and you know you ain't gonna put up fifteen thousand. I'll tell you what right. I do though. I say, listen, I'm gonna sign this up and I'm gonna go find somebody to sign this to and I'm gonna screen them and you're gonna approve them, but I can tell you right now, before it's over, we're probably gonna be renegotiating this down payment because I'm gonna see what the market will bear. And then I'll come back and let you know, and we'll figure it out. You know, if I can't find anybody with more than 20 down, you're not getting 15 of it. <laughs> At the very least, we're right. going to split it, you know. Right. Scott tells me that 75 or 80% of the deals that he puts under contract that are at retail price like this, he has to go back and renegotiate after he finds the buyer. Right. And, I, and I've done that. It works like a charm once you have a buyer in hand. It does. Bird in the hand, man. It gets their attention. All right. Your next one is on uh, what? What is this? North Cliff? North Cliff. All right. I'm asking uh, $142.4, looks like, worth about $165,000 a month payment. Owes $120. Um, I'd ask them if they'd sell for what they owe first. And he yes, said no. Said no. Okay. Yes, he'll at least purchase it. Well, he's asking right. twenty thousand dollars less than market. That's a good thing. It's vacant. That's a good thing. It's a three two seventeen hundred square feet. That's a good thing. And it doesn't need work. That's a good thing. Well, no. I mean, it needs. Uh, it does need. I mean, I went and looked at it. I mean, it. I mean, it needs a. I mean, a probably a decent updating. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not in. It's not in retail ready shape, but well, if you went and looked at it, you shouldn't do that unless you get a contract while you're there. I agree. He, he lives out of town, so all right, I got you. Uh, so what do you want to do? Well, I think this is one that. Well, I guess my question on this one is if I could get it, is if I could get him. Uh, I've offered him. I've offered him one twenty-seven on a lease purchase at a thousand dollars a month. Uh, 
my, my question is, should I try to stay in it, or should I, I wouldn't. just give him his terms and, and, and do an axe? You're not going to get any monthly cash flow out of it. He's asking retail price for it if it needs updated. Because your 165 R means the house is in excellent shape. So now you're telling me it's not. So he's asking 142440. He's asking retail price. Right. Okay. I wouldn't stay in it. If you, okay. So you know you got to set yourself a minimum standard, Kyle. How much a month do I have to collect to, to make me want to stay in it? And to me, at least three or four hundred dollars minimum. Right. Well, it's a thousand bucks a month. I mean, there's three to four hundred dollars a month in there. It's a fourteen hundred dollar rental area. Well, it's, again, your call. Right. Okay. But also remember, it needs updated. Right. Okay. I bet you, with a little bit of money, you could probably buy it for what's owed on it, plus a few few thousand in cash. You might try that if you want to stay in it. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I hadn't I hadn't offered him that. Uh, anytime you got like you've got a 142 asking and a 120 loan, and he say, "Well, you sell for what he owes." Well, no. Well, then the next question should be, "Well, then if I do take over your debt, pay your closing costs, what's the least you could take for your equity?" Right. And then work it on down. Because, you know, like if he'd take um, $3,000 and you pay his closing costs and he goes away, you own the house. Now you can do whatever you darn well please with it, and you're, you know, got plenty of extra strategies available. Right. Okay. And you'd put up $3,000 because you're probably going to go get 10 or 15 immediately from your tenant buyer. Right. Get paid right. to buy the house. Okay. All right, your next one, Twin Oaks. 92 owed, 11 years left on the mortgage, though. And he's yep. at 967 a month, PITI. That's good. And he's asking 92, and you think it's worth 140. Yep. Well, nice. he just sold for 140 right there down the street. Yeah, and he says he'll sell for what he owes. Right. But it needs 15 to 20,000 repairs. So what? It's okay. worth 140, and he only owes 92, and there's only 11 years left on it. Right, that was my thought. Here's a perfect deal, man. Go out and get it, get it under contract to buy it subject to. Go ahead and close on it whenever you're ready. Put somebody in there on a work for equity. Get at least five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars from them, and just let them pay the house off for you. Right. Okay. And that, and that's what I've offered her. The only problem is, is she. She said, "Well, I gotta, because she's living there right now." Yeah. And she, um, so she said, "Well, let me go talk to my banker and see if I'll be able to, if I'll be able to buy another house if you buy this one." Well, so that's kind of where we are. She won't if she doesn't have the income. So if you want, if you want that to happen, you're probably going to have to buy it on a land contract or a wraparound mortgage. Do you understand why? Yes. Well, let me tell everybody else listening. If Kyle takes over this debt subject to, this seller has got nothing showing that she's receiving any money to offset her debt, so it'll take her debt ratio out of whack. If, however, he buys it on a land contract or a wraparound mortgage, she can prove that she's getting a payment equal to the 967 that she's paying out, so it will wash out her uh, debt and will not harm her debt ratio to buy another house. Uh, and I've seen a lawyer told me that in the due Dodd-Frank law that the lenders are now compelled to actually give them credit even on a subject to debt against their debt ratio 
but I don't have any proof of that, Kyle, and I can't say that that's true or false at this point because I have not personally read that within that Dodd-Frank law. So uh, the safest thing for you to do is do a wrap on it for her, okay. for their benefit. Right. Okay. I'd do a wrap now, not a land contract. I'd make them deed it to you, and you can give them back a note and mortgage from your LLC or land trust. That way the deed is transferred, and you never have to contact the seller again. Right. Right. Okay, right. your last one is uh, leak. Uh, asking unsure. They think it's worth 85 to 100. You think it's worth 130. They will own or finance, and it is free and clear. Um, are you going ahead, when you get a yes on the uh, answer to whether you own or finance, are you going ahead and asking them, I assume you'll sell it for nothing down, and what's the least you could take per month? Uh, I asked him those on the last phone call, and he, he uh, well, I didn't ask him, the, I asked him how much he was thinking a month, and he wasn't, he wasn't sure yet. So, um, uh, How about the down payment? I didn't, I didn't ask him. I didn't ask him yet if he would accept no down payment. All right. Well, listen, Kyle. What I'm reading here is this thing needs a boatload of work. Exactly. Am I right? I'm looking at thirty-one thousand dollars for what? Foundation repair? That's what he's got a quote on a lifetime warranty on the foundation for thirty-one thousand. I bet he does. What kind of foundation and, uh, problem do we have? Well, I mean, I've, I've looked at it. I mean, it didn't. I mean, it does, it does have a little bit of foundation issues, but it's very, very livable as it is. Yeah, um, which means it's $31,000 is a joke, but you can use that against right. them. So you're saying it needs 15 and updating plus the foundation work. Yes. And yet he's asking 85 to 100, and it's only worth 130. So you've got every well, reason in the world to knock the crap out of that price. Yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't know what he wants for it yet. Well... He, but yeah, he said he, he said it was eighty-five to a hundred is what he told him. But when I talked to him on the phone, he told me that he thought it was worth one thirty in fixed-up shape. All right. And what do you think it's worth in, as is, Mister Seller? Right. He, and, yeah. He, and and who besides me would buy it like it is? Right. So now let's get real. You know what it's worth. You just told me it needs fifty thousand dollars worth of work. So now what's the least you could take for it? Get that now? Okay, uh, I, you said you'd buy it with owner financing, so now I assume you're going to sell it with nothing down because of all the work it needs, and then you get to the payment. Right. Get these things to a conclusion while you're on the phone. You don't need but one phone call to get to the conclusion. And I, yeah, I, I do have that trouble. I tend to take too many phone calls to well, get to the bottom. Correct, and so that means you're not following my scripts. Right. That's why we have scripts. <laughs> That's right. They're, That's they're right. meant to well, read, Kyle. Have you got any ideas on, on numbers off the top of your head, what you would do on it? Uh, well, first of all, I wouldn't repair it. I don't care what kind of foundation. I don't care what problems it's got. Um, since I know I'm not going to repair it, I, I don't have to pay cash for it. I'd probably try to get him down to around 60 or so, somewhere in that ballpark. But... Honestly, the price is not near as important as those terms. What would you What would you be thinking on a monthly term? Oh, on that house, I probably want to get him less than five hundred dollars a month, and I don't think you'll have a problem with that. It's free money to him. He's getting nothing now. 
Right. It, it's in a for sure. That that house would rent at minimum a thousand bucks, maybe even twelve hundred. Well, that's why you want to get him down well below five, isn't it? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. All right. Well, you create your long-term cash flows by what comes out of your mouth going in. You got a guy here that's got a house and needs forty, fifty grand worth of work from his own admission. Right. I mean, come on. It, the good thing is it is a 1,900-square-foot, four-bedroom, three-bath house with a two-car garage. That's great. Right. All right. So, again, get him down. Find out what his bottom is. Make him spit it out. Don't give up till you get it. Then buy it with nothing down and get the payment down as low as you can and get it done. Then you can turn right around and put it on the market, and I'd put it out there on a lease purchase as a work for equity. And if it truly is worth 130 fixed, I'd put it out there as is for probably 110. Right. Okay. This is a very common situation here in in Jackson. Just about seems like about every house I look at has foundation problems. That's good. Right. You should become a foundation problem expert and gravitate to them because think about it. What owner-occupant is going to buy that house from him and go out? They can't go get a bank loan. He's kind of stuck, Kyle. Right. If you don't get him out of that thing, he's going to be in it for a long time. Now, of course, you've got to understand you can't go cash out of it either. Right. Until somebody fix it. What do you care? Eh? You don't care if you cash out. And if you do cash right. out... It's probably because some buyer is going to come along and write you a check at some discounted price considering the work it needs. Right. Okay. And even then, you're going to go back and discount him, aren't you? Yes. Because that's what you learn to do, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. All right. Let me get some more questions in here. Thank you, okay. sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your leads every month. Thank you. All right, Shante. What we got now? Next we have... Now we have Marty. Marty, Marty where are you from? I'm in uh, Houston. Okay, hold just a second, please. Okay, Houston, huh? So you're going to come see me Saturday? Uh, maybe not Saturday, but uh, I will see you in March okay. uh, for the quick start. Oh, you're going to come as a quick start, all right. Yeah. But I have uh, one question and two deals uh, I'd like to go over. Uh, for the question, I'll start with the question first. Um, uh, on, my act stuff hasn't arrived yet, so the answer is probably in there. But what I'm wondering is uh, when you negotiate the uh, or agree on the uh, rent payment on the act deal matching the uh, mortgage payment, mm -hmm. if the mortgage is adjustable, or even uh, if it's not, uh, taxes insurance will fluctuate, uh, usually going up. Right. Um, I was just wondering how uh, you address that changing payment in the uh, AX deal. And uh, like well, I said, my stuff hasn't arrived yet. The answer is probably in there, I'm sure, but well, other people all, might have the question. Um, is your intent to buy this with owner financing or to lease purchase it? Well, I'm, my question is surrounding acts, just getting out. Well, um, but the but both of those are involved in acts, and you're in Texas, so you've got some lease option rules we have to make yes. clear of. See, what you cannot do in Texas is lease purchase it and then go out and collect a non-refundable deposit by putting another tenant buyer in it. 
Okay, then owner financing, owner financing would be the own way we do it. In Texas, in order to go get a non-refundable lease option deposit. Uh-huh. And okay. so I would steer you to buying it with an AITD, all-inclusive trust deed, which is a wraparound device from the seller, and that will clear you up of any lease option issues, which I'm going to make you guys clear on when I get out there, but still there are things you got to know. And that's, that'll free you up to sell it with owner financing and even get a bigger down payment going out. Understand? Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. I can buy, if I can agree to buy it with owner financing and then I can offer it to the public with owner financing, I can probably get more money, even if your intent is to sign the contract just the same. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, and since the lease option rules in Texas, uh, I had... Uh, the expectation of using the AITDs, um, so that would alleviate any changing uh, payment. Um, however, the underlying payment, the original payment, they do their escrow analysis each year, and that their payment, the seller's payment, could still change, correct? That's not a problem. You just put it in the uh, contract when you're selling it that if the underlying payment goes up, the incoming payment will adjust accordingly. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Um, well, wait a minute. Let me think this through now. If I'm putting it under contract to buy it with owner financing, yes. If you're going to assign that contract, your seller is exempt from Dodd-Frank, and that's what we're talking about here is Dodd-Frank. You up on Dodd-Frank? Okay. Um, I did watch the seminar. Well, Dodd or the Frank, webinar you did on Frank says that you have to have the, if you're going to sell it with owner financing, you have to have a fixed payment for five years. But that does not include right. taxes okay. and insurance fluctuating. If taxes and insurance go up, the payment can go up. You still comply. All that really means is right. Okay. You can't create an adjustable um, interest rate for the first five years. Okay. So on these type of AITD and then sell with owner financing, do they will they really? Case, only work in contract. Okay, uh, but if the seller has an adjustable rate mortgage, does that complicate it? No, not really, because your seller is really exempt anyway. Oh. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, I had a couple deals. I, uh, if there's time to give you numbers on. Okay, go. Um, I have a uh, 1,200 square foot house. At Pasadena, adjacent to Houston. It's a vacant probate house. Mm -hmm. ARV is 85. Mm -hmm. um, I walk the house and estimate 20k in repairs. There's 14k. The house. There's no mortgage, but 14k back taxes. 20k in repairs. Yes. And 14k, 14K back taxes. Right, what's he asking? Uh, 30. Well, I'm. I offered. 37. Why? And my intent was to wholesale. Well, he said he had an offer from another investor for 35. I explained to him that at 37, it wouldn't be a deal for me, but that I would send it to my buyer's list at 37 mm -hmm. with the anticipation of, and my question is really what would you, what should I submit it to my buyer list at? If I'm offering him 37. I'm going to assume that the taxes are coming out of the 37? Correct. All right. So ignore the taxes. 
So now you're paying 37 for a house worth 85 that needs 20 in work? Not me, man. Not in a million years. <laughs> Not even close. And you won't wholesale it either because your investors won't buy You won't sell it for more than that. Okay. All right, so you wouldn't even submit it to them? Would you pay 37 and spend 20 more and have 57 in the house only worth 85? Uh, yeah, well, I wouldn't because it's too far for me to manage, too far from my house. Even if it I was thinking were, there might be somebody local. Even if it weren't, you're not going to like those numbers. See, what you're not considering here is that your skilled buyers are considering is that, A, it may be worth 85 but so, that means somebody's got to come along and offer 85 because you're probably, at these price ranges, you're going to take a price reduction to get it sold. You're going to pay all the closing costs for the buyer because they just can't afford them in this price range. You're going to pay all your closing costs. And if you have any cost overruns of any kind, that's coming out of there. And that's assuming that it'll even appraise for 85 just because your con say it's, it's worth 85 So that's a very risky deal. 37 is too much to pay for an $85,000 house that needs 20 in work. Hmm. Like I just told okay. the rest of the group, I'm paying 26 tomorrow for one that's worth 95 that needs 20 in work, and frankly, that, that was a little more than I wanted to pay. Hmm. All right. Well, you, the people, okay. Now you, now, you might be able to wholesale this thing to a... Um, Owner-occupant, though, we, we call them wholesale, closer to retail. So if you can put this thing under contract for 37 you might be able to get some owner-occupant to come in and give you 64 No investor will. Um, okay. And, but in the, future, All right. in the future, let's don't be having any conversation with any sellers about what your intent is to go put these things into your buyer's list. That's a kiss of death. You tell your seller, okay. I'm going to uh, buy it for 37 and I need 30 days closed, period. Okay. I told them that I would, if I couldn't assign, I mean, I explained them the wholesaling process, and I told them if I couldn't assign it within a week, um, I, I that I would just give it back to them and terminate the, uh, well, I wrote that in a. I got it, but he don't have a $35,000 offer anyway, or he would have took it by now. Uh, probably not. I wasn't sure I'm, <laughs> when I'm I talked to him. I'm guessing here, but uh, if you have if you have an occasion to find out what this guy's paying, I'm guessing he's paying 25 for the same house. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Uh, all right. Thanks. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Shante. Yes. Next we have Amy. Amy, please how go many, ahead. How many do we have, Shante? Oh. Uh, Amy's the last one. All right. Go ahead, Amy. Where are you from? Hi, Ron. I'm in Connecticut. How are you? I'm better than you are because I know you're freezing your tail off up there. Well, this is true. This is true. Um, I wanted to take you through a deal that I'm not quite sure of if it's a possible axe deal or is something I should walk away from. All right. Arv? Um, Arv is uh, my comps are coming out to be around 607. The high could be 642. All right. Let's call it 640. All right. Uh, asking. Asking is seven ninety. Wow. Um, loan balance. Loan balance. They only have a home equity line of uh, loan uh, at two hundred thousand, and they pay four hundred a month on that. Okay, and I assume they're going to lease purchase it. Yes, they they would consider lease purchase, and uh, it's currently rented out at thirty seven hundred a month. Well, then why do they need you? Well, that's. 
that's why I wanted to find out, is this even something I want to consider? Because they're going to put it on the market with an agent next month. That means their uh, tenant is moving out, huh? Their tenant is moving out, correct. All right. And they want to list it if it goes with an agent at 840. And Well, then your comps are wrong, or they are in la-la land, one of the two. Well, I think they're in la-la land because I went through the comps. The only thing that I could even give them a higher comp on might be because they have a pool. Because That's nothing. Okay. In fact, so, that's probably more of a liability than an asset in Connecticut. Oh, well, that's true. So and it is on 1.23 acres. It's a 3,300-square-foot home. Uh, I've seen the pictures. It, it's no repairs. It's beautiful. But uh, I just think this is something because the ARV and their asking price were too far apart, and right. I just can't seem to close. Well, they, why don't you ask them? Say, listen, I can't find a comp within $150,000 of your asking price. Can you help me find how you arrived at this number? Okay. Let them tell you. Well, they, I went back and I looked at the records. They purchased this place for 850 back in 2005. Imagine that. At the very top of the market, they purchased it for 850 and now they just can't understand why it ain't worth it, huh? <laughs> so they're pretty insistent on getting this price. I well, asked, they're not going to get it. Well, I didn't think they would either. They're but not going to get it, period. Uh, you can give it to them only because you can now assign that contract to somebody who don't care about the price. They call that acts. Right, and that's what I wasn't sure if this is something I should say, I'll, I'll give you your asking price and go out and try to market it for... I wouldn't use those words. Okay. Um, I, will, you know, I will at least purchase it from you, but I can tell you if I don't find a buyer that you and I both approve to lease this property, then I don't, you know, I, I'm going to sign my contract. Those are the words. Okay. Um, and they got nothing to lose. But the problem is, until that tenant is out, you can't even show it. And, and honestly, I think you're spinning your wheels here on a dead end anyway. Well, that's, that's kind of the conclusion I came to. But since this call was tonight, I said, well, let me just see if I, I don't want to be leaving any money on the table anywhere. Yeah, you're not leaving any money on the table on this one because now they got it in their head. They're going to get $3,700 a month. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I don't know that they won't. Okay. Well, they're in anticipating increasing it to 4000 once the tenant moves out. That's their plan. Well, you know, if it truly were worth $800,000 in Connecticut, they probably could get that. But I, I think you've got a big um, gap problem here and a big um, problem with their attitude about the house being you know, higher than it really is. I'm not saying you can't do a deal with them. I am saying you can tell them what you can do. And you can tell them why. And this smells like one of those deals where six months from now you're going to get a call from them. Okay. All right. I can just put them back on my callback list. Do not put yourself in any position to take any loss whatsoever trying to accommodate their ridiculous wants. Okay. You, you confirmed where I, we were thinking, so thank you. All right. Okay. Shantae, any more? Yes, we have one more. All right. Uh, and the question comes from Ron. Ron, please go ahead. Ron? Hey, Ron. It's Ron from San Diego. How are you? I am good, sir. What's good. I saw, I saw you at uh, Perry and Ryan's event the other day. I'm the one who said hi to you in the hall. Oh, good. So, anyway, quick, quick. That was a good quick event, quick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great event. 
Um, what's crazy is if you were in the funding session, they were talking about a company that one of my students actually started called Angel List. So it was that was kind of cool. But um, question for you was a follow up to I think it was Sharon. She was one of the first people on today. It was the first. Would, would you have both of who would you send get the lawyer involved to? She if she actually wanted to play ball here and was going to get attorneys involved, would you have the attorney send? Because the way I heard it was. The seller was telling her they didn't want her involved anymore, so they wanted to break the contract. Would you have the attorney write them both, one, the other? No. What would you do? If they have an attorney, her attorney is not going to write his client. Okay. So her attorney needs to communicate with their attorney. Which would be the buyer's attorney or the yes. seller's attorney? The or seller's both? attorney needs to communicate with the buyer's attorney. Okay. He will not contact the buyer themselves if they have an attorney. No, no, but the question was, because she was saying, well, the seller was telling her that she wanted her, uh, they wanted her out of the deal, they didn't want her blowing up the oh, deal. Oh, uh, that's, what I, that's what I heard at least. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The seller, is Sharon's attorney that's communicating with the buyer's attorney, not the seller's attorney. And telling them to back off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sharon has another contract. Attorney. The seller needs to... Uh, be apprised of what's going on by Sharon. Okay. Uh, but um, not dragged into the attorney battle. See, in my inter I thought I heard her say that the seller wanted her out of the deal now and wanted no. to deal directly with the buyer. No, that's okay. the buyer. I just wanted the buyer to find the in runner and go to the seller. From what okay. I, what I recall. Yeah. All right. Which I is, just want a clarification on that. Which is not all that abnormal. Right. We had, we had one like that. Did try to do the same thing to us one time. We backed them right down into a corner, and they caved in. We did, <laughs> they, they did exactly what they said they were going to do at the beginning when they found out they weren't dealing with sheep. That's awesome. All right, that's all I wanted, Ron. Thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. All right, Chantel, we out? Yes, we are. There's no further questions. Our Chantel, okay. Um, well, listen, I have one here that somebody sent me. Let me get that one out of the way, guys, and we'll be done for the night. So if you are not in the queue, don't get in the queue. Um, and, Shante, could you hold on just a minute after the call ends? Shante? Yes, I will. Okay. Yes. All right, this says, for the homeowner that currently owes more than the house is worth, what makes them want to sell this way? Do they go buy another house? Well, let me let me answer the first question first. The answer is they have four choices. They can either walk away and abandon the house, or they can stay in it and keep paying for it, even though it's over-leveraged, which they're not going to do, or you'd never be in their life to begin with. Remember, they advertise the house, or you wouldn't even be in a conversation. Or number three, they can try a short sale, which is a long, drawn-out process and may or may not work. And number four, they can lease option it to you and let you bring somebody in to assign the lease to. Those are their choices, and those are their only choices. Uh, do they go buy another house when a leased-owned buyer moves in? Their old home, I don't know. Um, since we don't much keep track of them, what they, I'm not sure what they do, but I can assure you that most of them do not go buy another house, and the last thing they care about is going out and fly for, qualify for another loan and go from the frying pan into the fire. Do they rent? I don't know. Some do, some don't. And also, if they were to purchase a new home, how does the uh, debt ratio or debt-to-income thing work? Well, uh, again, if they, have, if they do have a lease, Showing income, most lenders will give them credit for 75% of that income toward their debt ratio, and nowadays it takes a few months before they'll even do that. Uh, is the old house uh, 
counted as rental? Yes, it is. It is rental. As soon as the seller moves out and the tenant moves in, can they buy another home? If it's close in proximity, close in proximity has nothing to do with whether they can buy a home or not. And um, at the time the lease to own tenants move in, who will be responsible for the property taxes and HOA? The answer is the seller because the property taxes are escrowed within the payment. The tenant is making rent to cover that payment. So property taxes are escrowed. The seller will pay the HOA fees, and it will also be covered in the rent. And occasionally the seller passes the HOA fees to the buyer, and they pay them in addition to rent. That's on a case-by-case situation. All right, guys, well, that's it for now. Uh, Make sure you tune in second Monday of every month now, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, second Monday of every month. And, oh, one more thing before we go. All you Gold Club members, just today we loaded some checklists up on your site under resources. These are checklists for you to put in your document files when you're buying and selling. And go take a look at them. There's a document list that you want in your files, and then there's a a task list beside that for you or your administrator. I created these for us here, and and gosh, they're kind of cool. They um, uh, keep people that is in control of putting the paperwork in your file as you buy and sell from leaving stuff out, which is obviously why they came into existence. There's a part of the checklist that is, okay, I got my contract signed. Uh, Here's a checklist between now and when I'm getting ready to close. Uh, All right, now I'm getting ready to close. Here's my checklist. Now I'm after closing. Uh, Here's my, uh, or I'm about ready to close the sale. Here's my checklist leading me up to closing. And then here's my checklist after the sale. Uh, So I think you'll find them very interesting. You should also know that my Attorneys are uh, reworking our lease option agreements and fixing a few things that we found needed to be fixed and brought up to date, and they should be done sometime this week as well, and when they are, we will pull the old ones down and post the new ones up on the site. And again, these are under resources, and the lease option agreements would be under control without ownership, and gosh, I don't know where the checklists are, so you're just going to have to hunt for them. When you get on that Gold Club site, take some time to look around. There's a massive amount of videos and audios and things on there that uh, you guys probably ex- should explore deeply um, and, and just take advantage of all of the cool stuff that we're putting up there for you. And don't forget, every time you go on your Gold Club site, your points add up, and you will be able to use those Gold Club points for anything that's in the store, and we're going to allow you to use them when you come to the convention. Speaking of the convention... Make sure you set those dates aside. That's September the 3rd through the 7th in Orlando. You do not want to miss this one. This will be the big one. September the 3rd through the 7th in Orlando. You'll be getting plenty of information on that one coming up soon as well. So uh, that's it for tonight, and I will see you all on um, the next call, if not before. All right, Shantae.